Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, everybody. It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Hey, we have a special three guys on for you guys. Not special. I shouldn't say it like that. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry, ladies, for saying it like that. It's nothing special about it. We do have a returning champion. Oh. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't know if I should be upset or this not. This is awkward and weird now. <laughs> well, I know. I made it awkward and weird. I don't know why I did that. Like I said, That's we have returning, our returning champ, one of them, uh, a favorite of the podcast who hasn't been on in a while, lady, but it's because she's been traveling the globe. I was. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, sweet, sweet Liz Mealy is back with us. Hi. I came to you <laughs> in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in Justin's closet? I'm in Justin's closet, but look at this little gem that, that Carmen a- bought me. Oh, oh that's yeah. nice. Look at the cat. Look at the yeah. cat. Yay. So, so my, my clothes have made it to this closet. But yeah, this is my recording studio <laughs> closet. This is where I get put when I have to podcast. And the other voice you're hearing is a new one. Is a new, Carmen, you've never done the podcast with us, have you? Yes, I have. I went to yeah. your house and did it. Thanks, Andy, for remembering. Did you come yeah. to my house? We were at Tim's yes. house. We were definitely oh, at Tim's mind. house. We That's what it, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was like maybe, what, five years ago? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something like it, that. It was back you, when, uh, yeah, because Tim stopped doing the podcast. About, yeah, so it has to be. <laughs> about like five, six years ago. Maybe more now. Yeah. And he moved out of that place like four, three, four years ago at least. Right. So. Was so, that your first headline spot at the draft house? Is that where you came through and did it? I don't know because I've headlined a couple times. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. Listen, everybody, know. this is Carmen Lynch, the the, the fantastic. Hi. Who I don't also, have a cat, a cat t-shirt, but I have Jesus. She has Jesus on her wall. <laughs> We've heard Carmen before. Was she Carmen, have you done Friends Like Us? Yes. Yes, then that's Carmen, your mama. They're asking in the chat room. So yeah, mm. your reputation precedes you. The very thank funny. you, Tanya, or I think it was Tanya. <laughs> no, I think that's your mama. Yo, yeah, I, I have a, my phone on Zoom, so I don't, I can't look at comments. Ah, okay, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we're all on, we're all on laptops. So, how are you guys doing? Mm. We're gonna just actually act like we haven't been talking for 10 minutes now. How are you guys uh-huh. dealing with New, how are you guys dealing with New York? Well, I haven't been in New York since March 15th, so. Really? I've been been quarantining (laughs) with either my boyfriend's family where there were eight of us in Connecticut or now with my parents in Virginia. Was that purposeful or was that just, uh, it was purposeful. I mean, I miss New York, but I wanted to, my dad turned 80 about three days ago. Okay. 
And I, I feel like we're in that like kind of COVID halftime before it gets really bad again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to go visit him, you know, before the fall. Are you going to go back to New York? Of America. Of America. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's yeah, a literal. That, it's a that, literal goes without, that goes without saying. Yeah. It's just tacked on. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go back? Yes. I want to go back soon. I don't know when. Maybe around the first week of July or something. Come back. I miss you. I miss you. I know. I want to social distance with you, Liz. I know. I've been going for walks with people. That's how I've been handling it. I've been going for walks. Like, I'm, I like literally ask people on walk dates. <laughs> uh, well, fit me into your walk schedule. Oh, it's wide open. There's, I truly am just like, <laughs> I, I, there was a day, so I'm, I'm at my boyfriend, so it's a different neighborhood, and I, I, there's a couple of comics that live around here that I'm friends with, like Alexis Guerreros and uh, Josh Gondelman and uh, Kendra Cunningham. So like there was a day that I was like, you know, I need to go for a walk. I haven't moved all day. I'm going to try to ha- find a friend for a walk. So I text Alexis and he goes, Liz, I don't walk. What the fuck? <laughs> like he was like <laughs> mad at me. And I was like, oh, I, wor- I literally was like, I'm worried about you now. And then I text Gondelman. He's like, I'm making dinner, but otherwise I go for a walk. And I was like, unhelpful, Josh. And then I text Kendra and Kendra's like, oh, sorry, I'm driving. I was like, you have a car. I hate all my friends. <laughs> and then I went for a sad walk and I got an empanada and that was my walk. You know, if you called me for a while, I'd be like, okay, where? I'm ready. Get me out of here. <laughs> I should have done it. You were in Connecticut at the time. You would have jumped in a car and came and walked. Jumped in a car and drive down. How long are your walks? Um, I try to go for at least like an hour or two. Um, I'm not too far from the park, even where I live. Like I'm a mile away from the park, but like, I think people like people know that we're a walking city, but I don't think I realized how much I walked even when I didn't try because like I might spend the whole day in my apartment getting work done, but then I would go do shows. So I'm a 10 minute walk from the subway and then you get off the subway, you walk to the comedy club, you do your spot, then you, you know, sometimes walk to the subway or you walk Mm -hmm. to another spot. So, and then I might walk and go meet Carmen for dinner. And like, so it's like at the end of the day, I might get 15,000 steps just from doing work you know, going from spot to spot and I don't have that anymore. So sometimes it hits like 7 PM and I look at my watch and it's like, you've, you've done 500 steps and like my back started hurting. And so now that things seem a little bit calmer here and they say being outside with people isn't too bad. I've just, I've been like literally like walking friends. Like I walk a dog. So are you know your, it, are your jogging days over then? Like yeah, I was about to ask that you're not running no more. No, I am. I, I, I would say like every other day I'll go for a run. Also, it was like cold before. And then people would also judge you if you ran without a mask. And I was struggling to run with a mask. So I don't run with a mask. I yeah, run, no, I, I run I can, almost every day and I don't run with a mask. My whole thing is if you're social distancing, I think yeah. it's fine, especially because they're saying if you're outside, it's fine. It's but fine. you'd have people that would like yell at you. And I like, I literally like gave a bitch the stink eye. Like I would if somebody tried to almost hit me with their car where I was just <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not breathing on you now and I'm not near you now, but now yeah. I want to be like now. <laughs> tell, her she, tell her she runs slow. Just say something back to her. You know? It was, a, it was like a lady. It was a lady walking and I just wanted oh. to be like, and I'm like pretty respectful. If I'm like walking and there's like old people, I always make sure I put my mask back on. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I'm not anywhere near anybody. And I hate this kind of regulating people or whatever. Like just get away from that. Like it's like, I get if you're like in Florida and nobody's wearing a mask, it's a clusterfuck. But in New York, most people are wearing it. And then there's like three people going for a run. I think it's fine, but. I don't wear one when I'm out. I don't wear one when I'm outside either walking Mm-mm. or running. If I yeah. keep if I keep distance, but in New York, I just feel like it's harder to keep distance because everybody's kind of on yeah. top of each other. Like here in Virginia, things are more spread out, and I can get 
I, I'm also very cognizant of stay six feet away from me, man. Get, get away from me. Get away from me. I'm trying yeah. to stay away from you. You try to stay away from me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand it when, when people wear their masks driving and they're alone in the car. I'm like, yeah. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> Why are you wearing a mask? It makes them feel like at any moment they're going to see a friend. I think it's like <laughs> you're just always prepared. My pet peeve is uh, uncovered noses. Good Lord. Mm. I hate uncovered noses. Yeah, I just I find that so funny because you're just like, so is that whole not important to you? Right. I tell people, I'm like, you need to cover your nose. Cover your nose. Cover what, your nose. Do they, do they pull up when you do it? Some people do. Some people won't. But if they don't, I just I keep repeating it. You need to cover your nose. You need to cover your nose. You need to cover your or nose. Or cover your you whole cover face. Your I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like <laughs> your face. You need to cover your nose. I just keep repeating it. You need to cover your nose. You need to cover your nose. You need to cover your nose. That's where sneezes come from. Do they not know that? Yeah. Yeah. They well, know? they know. Just, That's where most of your breathing comes from. It's from. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I'm just being shitty. We're all really smart, you guys. Yeah. Well, we're we smart enough to know that. <laughs> we know a lot. We know everything. Hey, we don't have the virus. <laughs> That's right. As far as we know. <laughs> I got myself like two cute cat masks and that's been really like, it's been like, it's a way to accessorize. Like I've started to use it as it's like, Oh my God, I get to wear my cat mask. Like it's kind of fun. <laughs> like I don't have to brush my teeth and I can wear my cat mask. Like it's very exciting guys. You don't have to check if there's anything in your teeth. I think you, you can also, you can also talk to yourself more now, which I like to do, but you don't look crazy because no one can see under the material look at, look at all this silver lining that we're just dropping on them and we're just dropping all are you going to start lining? selling uh masks after shows like with your, with the, oh, with your yeah. cat on them yeah exactly i'm gonna have <laughs> i'm gonna have merch and then uh um uh, randy's uh merch is just gonna be cover your nose yeah cover your nose that's that's it's just a sticker that says cover your nose and i'll just stick it on places yeah you actually put it over their nose yeah i did some guy in the store i just kept saying it to him and saying it to him, saying it to him. have you guys done any shows yet I, I mean i don't mean zoom shows like actual live shows since all this tonight's my first one no oh really Ooh, where? Doing one. where um eastville is now going oh, yeah. across the street there's a bar i guess across the street from eastville that has a patio and so they're doing like social distancing on a patio We'll see how it looks. I've never seen this bar before, so I don't know how big it is. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, but you're outside. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find so funny because we all know the worst, the yeah. worst comedy you're shows outside. are outdoor shows. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm doing a show outside. Like I'm all excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you so, don't have to wear a mask. No, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, you know, they'll be wearing a mask and or we're outside and the, the stage mm. is going to be a fair amount of, distance away i really don't know much i think i think marco's been doing it a, for a couple of weeks now though because I, I yeah heard somebody else i heard about that. those well that's probably cool. at this point i would think they have the kinks worked out like, yeah shouldn't be a thing where people are trying to figure it out and then i guess you all get your own microphone maybe i've, I've heard of that happening too every comic I, gets their own mic yeah i guess i i mean i'm all about like cleaning my hands before and afterwards and then like cleaning the top of the mic if that's a thing i don't know i'm i'm not that i'm not that worried for me i've mostly been worried about other people feeling comfortable like when comics started to like tour again like a like two weeks ago me and carmen were talking about it and it was just kind of like hey they're open but they're going to be the epicenter soon and then that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened texas yeah. and florida yeah they all, they all became the new epicenters and you're just a little bit like don't you feel a little bit bad 
being a catalyst. You know what I mean? I know they were gonna they were gonna. Be, oh no, you're not the you're not the catalyst. The catalyst is the governors. <laughs> they're, no, they're the I agree. And and also, yeah. if they didn't go to a comedy club, they were gonna go to a bar or they were gonna go right. to a beach party or whatever it is that they do. But I am a little. I don't want to be a part of the problem. Like I miss comedy and I want to do comedy, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to start doing it in a way that, that is going to set America or New York or people. I don't, I don't want to accidentally kill my parents, let alone, Mm -hmm. you know, well, DL Hughley made it, made it a week and he got, he got sick. Yeah. So about a week, I think it was about a week he had been out because he had been to Texas and then he got sick in Nashville. I'm like, but so that, you have to get two spots, two of the spots where it's really jumping off. But that's, what is it? Um, uh, uh, typhoid Mary? Like, that's like, it's like truly that kind of thing where like we, we can become that person so quickly because mm-hmm. we're bouncing around day. But like, that's literally mm-hmm. what our, mm-hmm. our nature is. Well, also is we, we put ourselves in situations where we are expose ourselves to it. Yeah. That to me is the biggest thing is I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm exposing myself to this you know, to what end? Yeah. To, to make money? Yeah. Or to... Well, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of comics that I'd never heard getting philosophical about comedy before. Mm. Suddenly having like this philosophical thing about how the world needs us. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, like, God, yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah. Nobody needs <laughs> yeah. us. No. Like, I just... Yeah. I've never... Your ego I, needs you. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's being said about sports a lot, too. That one's really driving me up the wall. You know what? That we need sports. Yes, we. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the distraction. We don't. Yeah, and I'm not saying (laughs) it's not important and it doesn't have value and people don't love it and it doesn't create camaraderie and blah blah blah. But like at the expense of losing people, is that we Mm. need it so badly that we're gonna like sacrifice, you know, a bunch of people for? I just think that's so silly. Not even. Not even just. entertainment sports everything no no we need we need the life we had so desperately the the life we've been denied for three months now we need that so desperately that fuck it your parents die i don't give a shit (laughs) and also for comedians especially i mean that and maybe musicians too it was romanticized to take that leap where you have no safety net no health insurance uh, you're scraping by every month. You're the struggling artist. That was like a cool thing to do. So people jumped into that and still do. And now there's because did. because society has no safety nets. I mean, there's there's no universal health insurance. There's, I mean, unemployment is going to run out. And there's you know very very little. People have cut welfare and food stamps and all that shit. But a lot of comics have taken that leap because that's what you're supposed to do. And they took away all their safety nets, and then now they're stuck. So what are they supposed to do except hope comedy comes back and then just force it back at some point? Cause there's no other way for them. to. I do mean, it, you know? none of us have other skills. I mean, maybe Randy, <laughs> I, I mean, I shouldn't speak for you guys. I think you do have skills, but me, yeah, what the me, fuck? Me, Carmen, you have no skills. Um, like, listen, I've been looking internally. Okay. And there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot in here in my head. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, right yeah. now I'm working on my brain. Yeah, and I'm meditating. Yeah, well, how much money I'm, are you I'm making with that meditation? <laughs> I'm yeah. making zero, but I'm making millions of dollars in my soul. Yeah, Liz, okay. is, Liz is a serious buzzkill. Liz will bring you down. 
Second. Excuse me. Yeah, but how much money, huh? Huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Let me see that. It's paper. not all about money, money, Liz. Okay. Okay. It's not all about money. Okay. I get snacks. I get all the snacks I want. If I stay indoors, I can eat as much as I want. Right. Did you all have that moment at the beginning of quarantine where you're like, I'm going to accomplish so many things? Like, oh, I'm going to learn and yes. read. And so many. It's, gonna, it's like I said before, it's like Groundhog's Day, where at the end he has all these new skills. I think everyone had that thought about themselves. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to come out of this with abs. Yeah. No, yeah. It's going to be a whole thing. And then none of us have done a shit. We've all just sat around. Did you ever have that thought where you're like, Oh God, now that I'm starting to do ab workouts, I hope the quarantine doesn't end. Cause I need a little more time. I'm a little behind schedule on the abs. Thing. You just wait. Cause I just started on my abs. You just wait. You know what, yeah. you know what workouts became for people is, uh, if you had already been working out when the quarantine started, then good, great. You kept at it. You might have added a couple more, but you uh -huh. kept at it mainly. If you were a person who read already before the quarantine, you kept at it. If you were somebody who wrote, you kept at it. You just did a little bit more. But this thing where I'm going to learn a new thing, shit. Like, <laughs> for example, I have, I have three guitars behind me, okay? I'm not good enough to own three guitars. <laughs> but I have no other hobbies, so I put some money into that. I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to actually get good enough to justify. Maybe I'll buy a fourth one, right? And it turns out I'm like a little better at playing guitar. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got a little better, but also, nothing. Also, Andy, firewood for when things really go to shit. <laughs> there you go. In, in the fall of winter. <laughs> you I can just, swing them. Yeah, you yeah. can hit, hit intruders with them. You can, you you can use the string to strangle invaders. <laughs> And then go. the wood, you first use it as a bat, and then it becomes Kindle. So, I yeah. mean, I just, um, I think you're prepared. I'm actually proud of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy a few more guitars once we get yeah, off this. Right there. Yeah, right I've been playing bass at pretty much every day, but I was playing bass before. But now it's just, well, I guess I'll focus a little bit more on this. But that'll last like 20 minutes. I'm like, ah, I'm bored. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've done in the quarantine? Like the Weirdly? most random, like just what? I never thought I'd do that. Talk um, to people via the my computer like this. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that's new. Uh, I don't. I didn't really take up. Like I said, it's just everything. Just kind of everything you were already doing. You might have been doing it a little bit more. My wife took up. My wife took up cooking. Yeah, yeah. So that counts for the household, doesn't it? Does that count? Yeah, for the it household? does. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, I babe. had to cook. I had to cook <laughs> in the commune. I was in a commune for eight for what uh, three months. I cooked a seventeen pound turkey. Never cooked a turkey in my life. Seventeen pounds a lot. That's a lot of time. Did you you got to shove it? a lot of shit in there. I shoved onions yeah. and lemons and and carrots and all kinds of. Did stuff. you brine it? Did Wait, don't tell it? me. What does that mean? You put it in basically, basically salty oh, water for about twelve oh, hours. Oh no, I didn't no, do no. that. I skipped that. Leave no. it overnight for about twelve hours. I washed it like a baby, and uh, and then I shoved it in the oven for three hours. It's not that hard. I was afraid of them before, and now it's like you no just got to stuff it. It's the stuffing. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. And then going you back, you put a lot basin. in a turkey. I bet Liz would fit in a turkey. I Easily. Know this, I'm, <laughs> Easily. We're, we're both carry-on luggage, so. <laughs> Easily. Did, did you, you play any, like, get Liz in a turkey. <laughs> yeah, like that scene in Star Wars where yeah, they have the, he cuts the thing and then he, he sticks Luke oh, yeah. into it to keep him warm. You can put Liz into a turkey and keep her warm in, in the, out in the jungle. It's like getting that turkey, Liz. We, we all have go. an apocalypse winter plan. We all have to have that. <laughs> 
Um, have you played any like fun, weird games with your daughter, like just bonding stuff where she's just like, I want you to dress up like a princess. And you're like, I don't have a job. I guess uh, I'm a princess. Black, today. Blackjack. <laughs> Blackjack. That's it. So well, we got chips and stuff like that. So uh, we bet I'm using have you the guys, house. Have you guys ever played Catan? What is Catan? I've, I can't explain I've it. Watched I'm sure, one comedy. Of the, I'm sure <laughs> someone in the audience. Catan is awesome. I can't. Settlers of Catan. Check it out. It's, it's, is it's it a card game? Explain. No, it's like a board game. It's like a Monopoly, okay. but with like, with like sheep and, um, <laughs> as you said, wood. sheep just turn sheep in the wood, in wood. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's so fun. See, I can't explain it, but see, you know, your audience knows. Try Listen, it. If you can't explain the mission statement of a game in one sentence, I don't want to play it. It's, too- it's Monopoly with, with materials, raw materials. I'm okay, I think I, yeah, that's anyway, I whatever. Yeah. Just play it. Just play oh, it. DL, DL, Dominique is saying that she does a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, my wife is doing jigsaw puzzles. She does them and then she, she puts that paint on them. So, again, I think that counts for the house, right? That jigsaw puzzles are being done in this house. I don't know if you're allowed to like commandeer other people's skills just because look, you it, sleep look, next to them. Look, if it's in this house, then it's for all of us. My daughter sews. My daughter has been sewing. So, boom, the whole house, we're all there, sewing. She got to get on that cloak then. There you go. <laughs> the whole house. We're claiming that skill. I do you love the house. idea that she's like making it like a literally like a pillow, like the simplest thing. And you're like, I don't, this doesn't seem like a shirt, babe. Like, no, I don't tell know. You something. I'm going to need you not to talk shit about pillows. I have about 22 pillows in this house that she has made. Okay. That's, uh, no, I'm not oh, talking I shit. I'm just saying, I mean, dude, I can sew. And that was the first thing I made. I was just like, does anybody need a pillow? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, I'm going to make new friends until we find <laughs> someone that needs Liz, a dope I pillow. I love pillows. Look, I got I you. I got you. Yeah, she I got mail- you. I'll make you one. I want a pillow. She makes pillows and then she mails them to like her, her oh, grandparents. And I her love it. That's your wife is really nice. No, this is my this is my daughter. The daughter, yeah. Your daughter, sorry. Your my, wife is nice too. My, yeah, well, <laughs> I said I said early on, my job was just not to get on my wife's nerves during this whole thing, during this whole quarantine. That's my major. How's that going? Purpose. I can't I mean, imagine. <laughs> I mean, you're like you're like I also take very long walks by myself. <laughs> I mean, uh, I run long distances, not as far as you do, Liz, but I I can be I can run for an hour easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's so, important get outside, try yeah. to pretend we all like need our are alone time. Liz right. has her closet. Yeah, I'm in a <laughs> closet. Know? I don't need anybody. I have Jesus. Um, well, yeah. Well, we you always have Jesus with you. <laughs> no, no, I don't live here. I don't. I mean, I don't care if you think I'm a Jesus fan. Jesus isn't in your heart, Carmen. I'm disappointed. It's not really. Not all the time. No, <laughs> but, but it, in Virginia, he's around everywhere. Yeah, he's in yeah, the living yeah. room. There, Mary is right over there. I can't we don't need point. to see Mary. I don't. Okay. It's, it, Mary kind of creeps me out a little bit. I don't. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. I don't know what it is. It's probably all the all the. Latinos I grew up around, I guess. Specifically Mexican, I guess. It's a little, oh, there's a lot, a lot of Marys around? A lot of Marys, a lot of candles with Mary on them. Yeah. Oh, you mean yeah. Maria's? Yeah. Yeah, excuse me, Maria. Yes, yeah. Maria. But also Mary. Or just like a, it would be like one of the tall, like religious candles, but don't have nothing on it. But you know it's a religious candle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You see them in the dollar store everywhere. I bought a couple. I, I used to, when I was a young man, I used to have candles around the bedroom and I would light them, you know, around the bedroom. People be like, that's, that's a religious candle. I'm like, I don't, if you say so, I, 
Because you're lighting either, them for sex, right? My wife had just come back in the room. Thanks, Andy. What? <laughs> <laughs> she got that candle work. She knows what it is. <laughs> she, I think I froze. Are you guys there? Okay. Yeah, yeah we're back. I think yeah. I froze for a minute. Tell me about your, uh, well, first, before we talk about this, how has the two of your love lives been going during this? Because we're married dudes. It is what it is. How have y'all's been going? Well, I, I mean, I've been living with my boyfriend for a couple years now. So okay. it's different to be quarantined or just living, I should say, just living with him alone and then being quarantined within his entire family, you know? Um it's it's uh you learn why people are the way they are you know oh, i feel like okay. i've been kind of a fly on the wall and i'm like ah that's why you do that thing your had mom you been, does had it you've been around you know? much before the quarantining um yeah but just for like a random weekend you really don't know people when you're just right. around them quickly it's it's the you know crisis builds character <laughs> and let me tell you some of that character is oozing out it's oozing that, quickly that sounds yeah. to me like you read that in an affirmation book to get yourself through something <laughs> <laughs> me and carmen if almost really... exclusively send each other inspirational yeah. psychological <laughs> like which is us on instagram being like yo i'm gonna blow your mind with this tweet right now like <laughs> i love quotes like that like my therapist was uh, was away for back surgery and i was like don't worry i got my online quotes <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'll be fine. Don't you, you feel Carmen like seeing seeing your boyfriend fight with his siblings like that's like you're like, "Oh." Like I just feel like that's like like what it would have been like maybe 6 months of therapy just smashed into one fight in front of you. Yes, and then you want to say stuff but it's not really your place, you know? You're like your brother shouldn't. Oh, not my yeah, problem. Yeah. You're yeah. just like writing notes like you are a yeah. therapist. You're like, I'll show you guys this later. You're making a yeah. lot of emotional mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, progress, you guys. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. do, they try to, do they try to pull you into it and put you on a side yet? Are they trying Sometimes to it? It, there yeah. was one big fight. That means they, they really like, like you. They were like, you didn't yell in the fight like everyone else. And I'm like, this isn't my family, okay? I don't, I don't care what happens here. And the funny thing is uh, none of them drink. I mean, they had in the past, but now they're all sober. And I'll drink like maybe one or two glasses a week, not much, you know, or yeah. that or less. But to go three months without a drink when you just want it, it's, it's hard. Were they all, all you know, alcoholics or something? Were they all, there's a history, just, not everyone. There's a they, history. They, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a history there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, choice. my family has a history too, so we yeah. get along very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you hit them with the Spanish just to just to mess with them? So, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, there's one person who speaks Spanish, but if if we start speaking, uh, then everyone thinks we're talking about them, and well, we are. are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That's that's the whole purpose of that. You yeah. just have to say like like tostadas. You just have to say some food, <laughs> food related that throw off their trail. And yeah. Like, oh, I just didn't know the English cuisine word, yeah. so I right. had to. But it was nothing. It was nothing about how we hate you. But it, it was funny because, because uh, you know, every night it's someone else's turn to cook, and every time it was like Tuesday, the person, the Tuesday person, would make tacos, and you know, people would be like, "Taco Tuesday again?" <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, I love tacos. Yes. You need a tostada with the tacos. That's how we're doing this. Taco Tuesday, yet again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you found that the two of you have gotten, um, I don't think closer is the right word. I said it early that, at least for married couples, what this time will, will uh, teach you is uh, who likes each other. Who still likes each other? Because you can love somebody and not like them at all. Yeah. And this time being up on each other, you got to like a motherfucker to be in the house with them for months. <laughs> Just up on each other all the time. If you don't like somebody, ugh, ugh, ugh. Well, you know how they say, I read this somewhere. This is another quote. But um, if you're married <laughs> and you have children, yeah. focus on the relationship with your spouse. Yeah, it took therapy first. for us to figure that one out. Yeah, and not your, your children don't come first. Your relationship yeah. with your spouse comes first. Comes first and the rest, you know, that can be fixed. Of that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel so, like my parents uh, ignored both of those things. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Andrea, yeah, you're a comedian. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you I was like, go. I was like, my parents read that and just were like, we're just not going to talk to anybody. Like, we're just not. <laughs> my parents have been like quarantining for like. 30 years maybe like they've always just had their own space and <laughs> their own wing of the house they're yeah. like we're not gonna have friends but we're also not gonna talk to anybody here either so i hope that makes i hope that works out for you psychologically kids <laughs> how has your relationship been same yeah i mean honestly so this is she's the weird... in the closet what do you think i, know, I see yeah, that i'm like it's not going good <laughs> he lives in a tiny studio and this is the best we could do for us not like because you know when you live in a small space like it's this or the bathroom like there's no other place to go so it just kind of makes it if somebody's podcasting or on the phone the other person i mean he has noise canceling headphones but still it just makes the other person not be able to do anything mm -hmm. but um I don't know. So, so we don't live together. And what was weird about this situation is he left for work. He's a, uh, he was a producer for like a travel Netflix show. He was supposed to be gone for six months and I was only going to see him for two weeks out of the six months. And he left at the end of January and we were preparing to like not see each other a lot. And then this happened and this is the most, especially with me traveling, this is the most, I think in almost four years we've spent time together. So it was a little bit of like, almost like, Oh, well this is nice. And then we're like, Oh, we're not good at this. Yeah, that was about to, that was what I was about to say. Have you guys got into a pattern of being apart for long periods of time? Because, like yeah. I said, if you're up on somebody and you don't like them, it shows yeah. up pretty goddamn quick. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, I think a lot of our relationship is through FaceTime and is in these kind of bursts where, like, I might see him Monday, Tuesday, but then I won't see him Wednesday through you know Sunday, Sunday. or that he'll be gone for for two weeks for work. And then I might try to see him while he's trapped. Like it's always been like we, tr our relationship kind of fit in around our work. You and ever, now either face, of us FaceTime, like from the closet, do you ever just say, I don't want to come out and talk to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's I, I'm mad at you. And um, this is how I know how to communicate with you. Um, but in a lot of ways it's been good because sometimes we like a lot of times we wouldn't be able to like say we were upset with somebody because you know, they've been working all day. You're not going to see them for two weeks. It, like you don't even want to bring stuff up. But now I feel like we solve our problems quicker because mm. we have nowhere to go. So it's like, like he upset me the other day and I was, I found myself getting tense and I finally just said something and it was resolved like that. And I was like, Oh, is this health? Is this being healthy? Like, what is this? <laughs> You're like, thank you quarantine. Yeah. But yeah, like I, in some ways I feel like we resolve stuff a little bit 
quicker because we have to, because there's nowhere to go and there's no one else to hang out with. And this is, this is my buddy. Like this nowhere is, to go, but in each other's arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Beautiful. I mean, that helps. You know, yeah. We did it. Speaking of that, Liz, we, we had to do it just last night. You know, yeah. Good. We're up on each other. I'm like, you got to resolve this now. Yeah. You can't let, you can't let thing, things linger. Yeah. Because you know? I think, I think, Honestly, in the beginning of our relationship, again, because we were never seeing each other, it was always like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be upset while we're apart because we're not going to really be able to resolve it apart. And then you don't want to talk about it when you're together because you're only together for two days. So Mm -hmm. now it's just kind of like, well, if we're mad at each other for the day, it's not that big of a deal, but if we can just talk about it and move on. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, I feel like I've, I've, I've learned a lot and, you know, and I've found myself a closet and it's all well this, the, closet is, the closet, closet is the key yeah yeah because some people don't fit in their closet <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and me lady you and yeah. me both <laughs> yeah, no, this, is, this is i mean i think what's funny about this is like he was he he's the one that took a phone call in the bedroom and I was, and I went to get something in the room and I didn't find him. Like, I thought he disappeared. And then I realized he was talking to the friend in the closet. I was like, it's pretty soundproof. He's like, he's like, Oh, that's where you're going to end up. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize this was a test. Like I should have been like, Oh yeah, I heard everything you said. Um, it's not effective. But, yeah. It's been, it's been pretty good. That's good. That's good. It, well, it's good. If you say it's good, do you, do you see, the pattern being sustainable. Let's say it like that. Are you talking about love? Are you trying to pull apart my, my relationship? <laughs> I'm, um, just, I'm just curious. <laughs> are you um, saying like, if this lasted six more months, would they make it or would anyone make it? Uh, well, I don't know if I'm saying that so much as this. Do you see things like, so you've now been forced to be in each other's presence for long periods of time, as opposed to being able to go on the road and be in and out of each other's lives. I think, I think people, the hardest- that works better to be on an in and yeah, out of each other's yeah. lives versus being together is being together for a long period of time sustainable. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope this isn't my, my life and that has nothing to do with him. I think right, we, right, right. We're, we're both worker bees. And I think what's been hard is we, we've had it where he hasn't been working, but I'm working. And then, you know, I think I'm always kind of somewhat working, but like for the most part, he's a, he's a freelancer where he'll work three months and then he won't work two months and then he'll work six months and then he won't work six months. Like his, he doesn't ever do well not working. And I've just kind of always had some consistent work. And this is the first time we've both not been working. And I think Mm -hmm. that's been the biggest strain is who am I if I'm not working? Who is he if he's not working? Can we still feel good about ourselves? And can we build each other up when we both don't feel great? And I think that took a little bit of adjustment, but I've been able to be like, hey, I'm sad. Like I'm not miserable, but I am, I'm, I'm a worrier in general. So everything that's happening with the world is really, really scary. But then also there's a selfish part of me. That's like, I miss comedy and it seems like it might not be a thing for a while. And I don't have any other skills and I'm really scared just financially. And so I think it's forced us to have these conversations that I probably wouldn't have leaned on him before about because you know, it, it's, it's never been in the forefront of my mind. Like, I don't think I've, I've, I've told him I've worried about money before, but not in a place that I am now or worried about my value in the world. Like, I think, right. I think darker, harder things have come up, which I think have brought us closer together. 
Everything she said, ditto. Ditto for you too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Liz. We're yeah. the same person. So. Yeah, we pretty much are. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a. I mean, it's always going to be a good thing trying to figure out who you are in this. You know. Well, I also say like, and you know, this is coming from two non-married people to two married people, but I've always thought like the weirdest thing about marriage is when people rush into it, not even just in a short amount of time, but like before anything has happened in your life that you guys are able to deal with together. So I always say like, before you really know somebody, like somebody important needs to die in the family. Somebody needs to be promoted. Somebody needs to lose their job. Somebody needs to lose a best friend. Like I'm not saying tragedy and horrible things and the best things in your life all need to happen in a short period of time so that you can decide if this person is the one. But it is a little weird when people have this honeymoon situation plus like almost a honeymoon life where like nothing's really changed and then they marry somebody and then their mom dies and they go into a deep depression and you realize this person can't handle you when you're depressed or this person isn't really there for you when you need them the most and or you get a promotion you're the happiest you've ever been you've been working towards this for the last six years and they're jealous or they can't be happy for you or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's like to me while all of this sucks, it is kind of good that the world is starting to get to know their partners and see how they can actually be able to support each other in a, in a, a tangible way, as opposed to, you know, they forgot to buy something at the grocery store. What the fuck were you thinking? Like, you know, it's like real problems. Like, and if somebody doesn't die, then kill them and see how they react. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll get to see how it is when you, how they react when you kill someone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's important. Are they going to help you bury the body? That's what love is. Again, that should go without saying when I look at you, you should be going to get the shovel. Cause you know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) You know what it is. It's in sickness and health. In dead bodies and burial. We all know that. We all know this. I was, uh, I I don't want to speak for Andy, but um, I have found that marriage is, it's expectations versus reality. Is what are your expectations of a marriage versus what is the reality of a marriage to you? You know, and do your expectations line up with the reality? Because your expectations are always going to be radically different from the realities of what it is. Yeah. And then there's the ebbs and flows, the up and down, the up and down of it. Uh, I think my therapist told me one but time it was the boats on the ocean. You think what? Yeah. No, I think that's totally true. But I think that's even when you live together because right. this is the first relationship where I've actually lived with someone. And I've lived, I've lived with guys in the sense that I'm always at his apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you actually live with someone, it does feel like you're married and all of that shit comes up as well you know and it's here's the, it's, here's the it's one about difference. lowering your expectations which right. for me is hard because i'm a rom romantist romanticist whatever the word is so i live in like la 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 land right. like right. i want it all you're gonna bring me flowers and da, 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 da. and it's like i have to keep relearning over and over again that that my partner's way of loving me isn't the way i would do it and if it's not exactly the same way then I don't think it's valid or I don't think it's big enough. And it's like not the case, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that shit goes on until you die. I don't think you can experience everything um, and just be like, okay, I'm ready. But, you know, it's constantly a learning thing like yeah. with a partner because people change or they grow or they, 
I don't know. Well, the good thing is you never change. change. You, you think things that you have to learn about yourself. That's that's yeah. the hardest part is learning about yeah. yourself and accepting whatever it is you bring to the table, accepting yourself as who you are. This is what I am. I'm, I'm trying to get better. Always perfect. <laughs> you know, perfect. but I'm trying, you know, but I have to yeah. accept I have to be you have to be willing to accept those parts of yourself. I accept you know? that I'm perfect. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, yeah. well, we all We're accept that about filling, you. Liz. Filling that hole, and I don't mean the dirty hole. I mean <laughs> the hole in your soul. The dirty you know? hole is is uh, is important as well, though. Yeah. The dirty yeah. hole is should not be dirty, but it's the, it's <laughs> oh, called no, the dirty but hole. Yeah, it can be filled occasionally Wash if that's hole. what you like, if that's what yeah. you're into. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Wash your hole. That's going to be could, the next little daily could affirmation. Be a digit. Could be something else. <laughs> Who knows? I, I, I actually saw that as a face mask. Wash your hole. Wash your hole. <laughs> Wash your hole. Wash, brush your teeth. Yes, that's why you're wearing a mask because your breath stinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wash it. Or, or as Tanya is saying, anything from Red Fox, wash your ass. <laughs> wash your ass. No, it's interesting. Whenever they, whenever they talk to like a married couple who's like in their 80s and they've been together for like 50, 60 years, they never go on these long diatribes to explain how it works. You know, they're always like, just shut up. You know, it's always, they always, they've distilled it down to like one sentence when they say, you know, how do you make a marriage last? And they're just like, ah, shut up. That's it. That's the secret. Yeah. yeah. But you can but you can feel the weight of that one sentence like, ooh, that's a heavy ass sentence right there. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that sentence is doing a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> that sentence is doing a lot of work. You I know can that see it on that little back, bent over, the bent over back, the just shut my, up. My parents are in their eighties and I've been together fifty years. And one, you know, my mom is very passionate, you know. So sometimes my dad is very quiet. So one time I was like, dad, fight back, do something. And he just <laughs> said, exactly. I goes, that's your mom. <laughs> you know, like they know they can't do anything. Yeah. I learned to, uh, state my peace. Let's say it like that. <laughs> state, state my peace. You what know. do you mean? What do you mean by that, though? Like, like, if just you're, keep right, quiet, if, if keep you're quiet. right and you, if you're right and you know, you were right then stand for what you think is right. Even when you're with your spouse, stand for what you think yeah. is right. If, if you are, if you are right now, if it's on some bullshit and you're kind of, cause you know, sometimes you get into an argument with somebody and you know, it's bullshit and you just keep fucking, I'm not, I'm not going to back this down. I'm trying gonna, to get I that stay, W. Yeah. I gotta stay with this shit. You know, people do that dumb shit. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, no, I'm right on this. So I'm not going to run away from being right. But you also have to pick your battles. Uh, you'll yes, be fighting yes, all day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> that goes without, that goes without saying, you know, particularly, particularly in this time, you know, yeah. cause you got nowhere to go. But the closet, <laughs> the, closet <laughs> the closet, you know, tell us about your, about your new uh, special Liz. Oh, um, yeah, it, I am. Um, yeah, I, I filmed it in November. So there's start people. swinging the on the bat in the on deck circle, Carmen, because your time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so I filmed it in November. It came out a couple of weeks ago. It's free on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, hello. It's amazing. Yeah, it see good. it. Thank it you. It is good. Yeah, I feel good about it. I, I don't I don't know. It's just weird to be putting things out during this time um, where it just feels like not that my stand-up doesn't apply to anything anymore, but it just feels like the world is so different. 
So I don't know if people are watching it like they would watch a movie from like the 20s where you're like, those were the days where people did the Charleston and that was fun. Like, I just feel like I'm like I talk about travel for like the first 10 minutes and I think people are like, what's that? I remember travel. Um, but yeah, I feel good about it. it. I What's been nice is it's free on YouTube. So I feel like people can, you know, see it at their leisure and that they can discover it at any time. And um, it's been really good feedback and. Yeah. Let me speak for Liz. Okay. Let me, let me speak for Liz. Liz, I've known Liz for a long time. She's been my roommate and one of my best friends and she is a go-getter. Not only is she funny, she initiates and she does not cut corners. I'm being serious. It's that, that special is quality. It's funny and it's, you need to see it. So do it. She's, she's my manager. She's my manager. She's your manager. <laughs> I'm just saying. Whenever you see somebody hitting you with the Arsenio fingers, <laughs> that means they are serious as a heart attack. When <laughs> serious as a heart attack. Yes. You're not getting some shit quality and shit jokes when you watch Liz Mealy. Okay. That's Liz's. That's Liz's bio now. Liz Mealy, serious as a heart attack. Yeah, serious yeah, as a motherfucking yeah. heart attack. I do. I do tell sad jokes. Like I had somebody that was just like, "I'm not ready for this sad joke material," and I was like, "That's valid. That's a valid point. You don't want to hear yeah. me talk about sad topics." But <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm wondering about when this is all over. What is the tone that people are going to expect out of comedy? Are they going to want silly jokes about? edibles or are they going to want like real shit you know what i mean i mean i think i think two things are going to happen you're going to have people that want to kind of forget it and go back to normal and then you're going to have people that want to have their experience validated so they're going to want people to know that they fought with their significant other while they were in quarantine or they want to know that they got in a fight in the streets about somebody not wearing a mask like i think you know they're going to talk about zoom being stupid like you know i think it's going to be a mix of I don't think you're going to want everybody to be talking about the quarantine because it's going to be too much of everybody talking about the same thing. But yeah. I think it's going to be some people almost the same way. They're like, I don't watch comedy to watch politics. Like I watch it to escape it. There's going to be people that like, I don't fuck it. I didn't go to a comedy club to hear about quarantine. I just left it. Like, I yeah. think you're going to have kind of different perspectives. And also all the I protests think, yeah. and everything else too. Like just the, the, the tone of the world, the weight of the world in general, the last few months. I feel like there's a tension. Comedy breaks tension. I feel like there's a tension, at least in that realm, that needs to be broken. But yeah, if you do, if every comic on the show is talking about it, I'm sure the crowd will get a little fatigued at some point. Well, it's kind of like when Trump became president, everybody talked about Trump on stage. And then like one day it just became hacky because people were just done with it. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like that. Like, are you still talking about the quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. My my Trump stuff that came out was so angry that I couldn't, I could never make it funny. Yeah. You know, I mean, like my daughter was, my daughter told me like the day she was worried about slavery was coming back. When your daughter tells you some shit like that, the the shit that comes with that is not going to be fun. (laughs) It's not going to be, I tried, you know, but I would keep kind of hammering. I don't know if I'm going to do that with this experience. Maybe I was watching Roy Wood the other day. He's got a special where he talks to comics uh, for Comedy Central, and he was saying how pretty much every comic, you're pretty much going to have to scrap the old act and figure something new out. You don't really, how you go back into just doing your old act, you know? Well, I, I hope, I mean, it also depends on how old your act is. Your act, you know, a couple months old is your, or is your act right. 10 years old? I mean, everybody should in my mind, be always be recycling over some time. But right. I also think you don't need to scrap as much as update. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think, I think, because my, I think one of the things that has led me to some kind of success is the fact that my topics are more emotional as opposed mm-hmm. to situational. And I think that kind of gives you, that's given me ability to travel all over the world and talk about stuff. So you don't mm-hmm. actually have to be a New Yorker or an American to understand my perspective. But I do think if you're somebody that comes from a place of, emotional relatability it's going to be a lot easier as opposed to you guys you know when you're trying to find a parking spot and the guy run you know it's like i think that's going to be the issue and some people i think are more suited to talk about real shit and emotional so some people they're when they go to write jokes it's silly things it's lighter things asking that person to now talk about black lives matter it's going to be extremely clumsy Oh, and I yeah. don't think they should. I don't think we should tell people that are talking about dating that they now have to talk about Black Lives Matter. And I don't yeah, think I don't, we need to talk about people. I don't want talk you talking about, about it. Yeah, well, yeah. No, but also, As I don't the think, black person here, I don't want you talking about it. But I don't think we should be making people that already talk about racism. Like I think of like my friend, Hari Kundabolu, which has been, you know, that's, he's always talked about the injustices. He's right. always talked about political matters. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't talk about relationships, but it's not, it's not him, his job to also break down the quarantine and make you feel warm and fuzzy inside because that's never what he did. I think, mm-hmm. I think we can still stay in the creative lanes that we've set for ourselves. It's just about being a little more self-aware of how people are feeling because that's your whole job is to connect with the audience. So you don't want to just sit there and pretend like they haven't been in a bunker for three months. Right. It also um, would feel weird to just go back to after six months, just go back to your usual yeah, Shit, that to me is the biggest know? thing. Here's where me and Andy fucked up. We were both getting ready to do, <laughs> we were going to do do two 30-minute specials. We were going to film them at the same time oh, no. on the same day and then have them and then put them out. And I had I had a 30-minute set ready to go and Andy had a 30-minute set ready to go. And I'm like, all that shit might be gone now. I don't know. Yeah, I, we it, fucked up because we didn't get it out in time. You know. No, I don't know if you completely fucked up, though. I think, I mean, you might want to give, we're all rusty, but I think you might want to even just give it a couple of months mm-hmm. before, like, you know, you start putting some of the old stuff in. Because I, th- I do think people in, innately are going to want to get their old lives back. So I think that it's just I think it's just that immediacy like let's say comedy clubs open up tomorrow I don't think people just want to hear about like you know q-tips and da 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 like I think mm. I like how what I don't know I don't know <laughs> I, I like so how much on q-tips but you got like <laughs> that, 10, that 10 minute q-tip chunk yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah you're in trouble no, they want to hear about just god damn it Liz QAnon Sorry. now that's what they're into <laughs> <laughs> tell me about yours yours Carmen well, it's kind of on this topic because I wanted to sh- uh, shoot a special and make an album and the quarantine started to happen. So late February, I was at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington and I love that room and a lot of people have recorded their albums there. So I just asked Jared, the owner, I was like, can I you know, hit record and record this? And he was like, of course. And so I recorded all four shows and end up, ended up just using the Saturday one. Mm-hmm. um as an album so um it's you know it's conversational it's uh spur of the moment because i didn't think i was gonna make it an album and uh and i you know i was happy to at least have that to uh contribute during this time of shit and uh and um at the end i put a spanish chunk of uh i did a spanish show a couple months ago so as a, like a little bonus i have some stand up in spanish yeah. at the end of the album She's so impressive. What's what? What is it called? It's called vertically obese. 
I'm six feet tall. That doesn't make sense to anyone. I'm vertically obese. I've already gotten a Twitter comment that said that obesity is not a choice or whatever. It's not. It's a joke. Okay. Um, Also, no matter how tall you are, Jesus is still above you. (laughs) Yes. No, I want to do. I want to do my Carmen pitch. Um, As somebody that has known Carmen. I actually, this is my fun Carmen story. I always love telling Carmen this. She was like the second comic I ever, I saw her at my second show I ever did when I was 16 years old. And I remember it because it was at Rose's turn in the West Village and they had a really high, weird stage. And Carmen was on stage. So she was like a giant. And I was like, who's that giant monotone woman? Um, And then I remember I actually attended her premium blend taping with a friend and I didn't know who she was. And I was like, she's so funny. And then we eventually became friends. I pretty much like bullied her into a friendship. Um, And then, uh, and then she lived with me and I I had her um, all to my myself, but I've known Carmen for so long. And what I appreciate about her comedy is she's both able to be extremely silly and smart all at the same time. And I'm always like impressed how she's able to like, toe that line and in the same joke be making something that's really like funny and smart but very silly and wacky and I've kind of watched her grow as a little bit of a more monotone comic to somebody that's able to kind of toe the line in a bunch of different formats and she just she's one of my she makes me laugh every time both in person I love you thank you I love you too I just you look really kind Look, see, we just brought down. We just see what we're doing on three guys on. <laughs> we just hug each other. That we're Why is it called three guys if it's two guys? Because they lost it's, Tim. It's actually we, that guy, yeah. right? That guy I don't remember, right? Yeah, yeah. Tim was the third guy, and then well, here's he. Jesus, the third guy. There you go. Jesus, well, Jesus is always, is always with, us. with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's well, always Tim. with us. What is that microphone in the sand? That was his steps or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I did want to say, uh, sorry, Vertically Obese is out now. So buy it, please. Yes. Go get her album. It's on pre-sale yeah. and on iTunes. It drops everywhere July 7th, but it's already on pre-order. And whatever that means, just do it now because then the algorithm goes up. Liz knows about that. I yeah, we're going to actually, we're actually going to oh. uh, drop this podcast a couple days later for free so people can oh. hear, hear your little pitch. So oh, you can, yeah. so you can get a little bit of something. Yeah. Liz, is there some place where people can can I don't know because you're you're giving this up for free? Are you taking, I don't know, Venmo? What are you taking? Are you so taking- so yeah, so they um they can buy the album version of it. Um, so it's called Self Help Me. So they can buy the album version of it if they want to support me. Um, I also because of everything that's been going on, I. I'm kind of like, I wasn't going to make much money with it anyway. So I've been saying if somebody wants to send me money, they, I had two charities that I was recommending. So I like Black Girls Code and I like the Hope Program. And so um, I've actually been like, yes, you can buy the album. You know, if you want to send me money, that's fine. But if you if you, if you want to also give back to these charities that I support, and that's been really nice is, is I've been able to uh, raise money for the Hope Program and uh, Black Girls Code. So you better, you better take that money, girl. Bills are still coming. They are still coming. <laughs> I I'd like to think that you know I make money with royalties, and I'm a saver, and I'm on unemployment at the moment, and I'm trying to feel secure in the fact that I'm okay right now, and I don't mm-hmm. need to be flush with money. And I'm not I'm not religious at all. Uh, I don't even know what. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not religious and I'm, I'm also not really a positive person. So I don't actually know where this is coming from, but I do have some kind of faith that I will be okay. And that I don't want to, I don't want to, not to say that my work doesn't deserve money because I think it does deserve to be paid for. But in this situation, I think I'm okay with kind of paying it forward 
and hoping for the best in the future when I'm able to do what I actually want to do. And everybody's mm-hmm. kind of hurting right now. So, yeah, I kind of feel that I feel kind of the same way about being religious and yet weirdly feeling positive, which is something I very rarely do. <laughs> <laughs> something I very rarely do. So, but strangely, I feel positive about this situation. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know like, what that is. I either. shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't, but. I don't know if that's carbon monoxide well, you need poisoning. a little bit of a hope. You know, you can't be not 100% negative, you know? Yeah. I you so didn't grow up with okay. my family, Carmen. Um, yeah, I, I grew like, up I with mine, grow, though. I didn't grow up with a lot of it <laughs> and either. I, so. And Jesus is guiding me. So <laughs> people, people have to think that I'm I'm a crazy Jesus freak, but I'm not. But that's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's usually the people who are who say that they're not. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah. Know, you go in your bedroom and you got a big cross painted on the ceiling. Like, oh, ever since <laughs> open my eyes, there he is looking down at me. <laughs> Ladies, Please tell them about your podcast and I'll tell them about mine. You guys have pods too? Come on, we have pods. Yeah, we, we, well, that's the thing is the one thing that has changed with quarantine is we both were like, fuck, we don't have a job. Let's get a podcast. Um, I, when I announced mine, I literally was just like, I, uh, in, in deep regret am announcing that I now have a podcast. I am the last one to, to develop one, but I have one um, with my friend, Maria Shahada. Do you guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We so yeah. Maria, yeah. So Maria's now in um, London. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we always are going to have to do it um, virtually, but uh, it's called two non-doctors and um, we talk about health and bodies and, you know, we kind of basically talk about the fact that we're our own doctors because neither yeah. of us have health insurance but like I diagnosed her misophonia. She's always kind of helped me with like my depression and my other issues, but it's about just like the fact that we are our own doctors and we just kind of talk things out. Did you guys put disclaimers all over this podcast? Oh, every episode, (laughs) every single episode I go, I'm a moron. Don't listen to me. Maria goes, we're morons. Don't listen to us. It's yeah. We're, we're basically, we've covered our base. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Every episode we talk about what morons we are. And then my mom will come on. My mom's been on three episodes. My mom's a veterinarian, and she's smarter than us. And she she's both funnier and smarter than us, and she kind of validates us. She diagnosed you with, like, hookworms? Yeah, no, exactly. She's just like, she, every episode, she's like, you probably have ringworm. Um, oh, probably what that is. I love your mom. Mine is called um, The Human Centipod, and it's Best with name. me and my boyfriend. And we're, uh, we talk, we've never seen the movie The Human Centipede. Thanks for the mental image, Carmen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we we were attached and still are attached. We're just not in the house of, with eight people. But um, we talk a lot about love and just still we're silly. We sing. We do sketches. We've done a commercial, um, and it's just really fun. It's called the Human Centipod. Available is everywhere. Game? Is he in the game too? Or did you just kind of get him in and pull him in? He's uh, well. He's a comedy writer. He wrote for the okay. Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson and the President Show, and he wrote for DreamWorks for a long time. So he's got the comedy bug. It's just a different. He has a great vibe. comic strip. Yeah, he has a great comic strip. That's under a fistful of babies. I love that I'm, we're promoting him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of babies. <laughs> Why not? Um, I uh, I'm at Carmen Comedian for everything. So you can find the album and the podcast at Carmen Comedian. At Liz Mealy. At Liz. And at Liz Mealy. Hey, ladies, you guys have hit an hour with us. If you thank yourself, you, that was fun. Yeah, it was we're perfect. Actually, we're, we're actually going to keep going for the people. Oh, okay. So, uh, hey, everybody in the chat room. This has been Liz and Carmen. They were, ha- they were uh, 
I don't know what's the word, not pleasant enough. They were, they blessed us with an hour of their time today. And you guys right. got to feel all their love, <laughs> all their love just flowing across the internet to all of you. <laughs> so, thank you, ladies. We appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks you for guys doing this. You guys are welcome to come on anytime you want. Just Why, thank, thank you. you. Up. You know, they well, we, love sweet, sweet Liz and Carmen. They're going to love you now. So, yeah. We're besties. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Of course. Of right. course. Please Thanks, stay guys. safe, ladies. You too. Wash Please. your hands, everybody. <laughs> Cover your nose. Cover your, Cover your nose. nose. Cover your nose. Yes. Cover your nose. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. All right. Bye. See you all. Bye. All right. And then there we, we got. Go. Um, so we also got already waiting in the wings so we're gonna keep going mike b said he's around here somewhere i don't see him i think mike b i mean pete bergen jumped on screen there's mike b pete bergen jumped on screen i took him off said we'll put you back on in a second and then once i take someone off they can't put themselves back on so i actually have oh, to okay find him in the chat here and take him off to put him on screen there he is um for me mike he's b right is ready to go top. yeah uh, new lighting in mike b's house new lighting <laughs> Is there and here new comes lighting? <laughs> Mike, pull your camera back. There it is. Give me a little more face and whatever that thing is behind. There you go. That's the um. That's um. Black Mayonnaise um album cover, right? Turn oh, it mic, is. Turn your mic up a little bit. Give me a little Mike. more mic too. Crank your mic up. This? Is, is it good? A little more. A little more. How about that? We're that's getting good. closer. If it gets too loud, if it starts distorting, I'll tell you to turn it back down. Right. Okay. Y'all good? I'm good? Yes. Yeah, you're good. And then uh, and Pete Bergen, who I don't think... Pete, have you ever been on the show? No. I've never been on three guys on. Everybody, okay. this is Pete Bergen. You might know him from uh, the barbershop. Went to the, um, went to That's the right. Yeah, if you watch the barbershop, Pete's been on a couple times, right? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Are we going to do... So is this going to be... Do you want to do a hard out and just turn in, turn this into the Thursday episode? It's up to you. If you want to just keep this running, that's fine. <laughs> we can do that. You know what? Let's keep it running for a little bit, and then we'll because we still got everybody in the chat. Let's keep it running for a little bit. Okay. Make this still Monday's episode, and then we'll do a hard stop, and then start Thursday's episode, and kick everyone out of the chat. Why don't you just leave them in the chat? We can leave. Them we in can the leave chat them in the chat. Thursday. It's up to them. I, mean, I don't want them to to ruin their Thursday experience. Right, but that's right, up right, to them. Right. Well, we'll just yeah. go a little bit. We'll just go just a little bit more. Well, kind of we'll set this up for Thursday. Yeah, or we can, yeah, whatever. We'll I mean, they got some out. good, they got, they'll be fine on Tuesday, you know? Yeah. I'm texting the ladies right now. Hold on. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike B., uh, you mentioned in a text that you have new lighting. Oh, yeah. I got tired of y'all um, making fun of me in my dark my dark lamp. So I put my lamp away and um, I added four recess lights in my office. Um, about to get some, uh, what do you call it? Some drywall done in my office. I did a lot. So the the recessed lighting it wasn't already wired for that you actually did that yes uh, I actually hired a contractor to do all of that okay you hired a guy <laughs> all right that's what I, that's what I was asking like did you hire a you got a guy or did you just climb yeah, up I, on a ladder and cut holes in your ceiling and figure it all out oh no I had a um I, I got a guy who does all my electricity except for switches I change out my own um light light switches my own plugs and stuff like that but as mm -hmm. far as getting up in the ceiling and pulling wire and all of that. I'm not yeah. doing that. That's like yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to die like that. As, as Dominique said, we always got a guy. <laughs> always I got, got a, guy. a guy. You need a muffler. I got a guy. <laughs> got a Go guy. to my guy. <laughs> I got a guy. You need. Yeah. Uh, you need uh, crack cocaine. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got, I got a guy. guy. Yeah, Pete, guy. how you doing, man? As far as uh, 
Talking it, about this, Mike, did you look better you, the, the, before you got your lighting fixed? It looked like you were in a hostage video. It did. It was <laughs> very. It was very dark and in close. And yeah, <laughs> hello, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, I'm. You guys are talking about handiwork. I'm. I'm. I've been trying to put this air conditioner in for a lot longer than I should have, uh, and I'm still not there. I've been back and forth to the hardware store like three times, and I'm convinced it's going to end up falling three floors. Smash killing somebody. I wonder who they yeah. put that on. Do they put that on you if that shit falls out and hits somebody upside the head? It, I would, yes. <laughs> I would. They probably have to. I would think yeah. so, right? You Nobody know, else. That motherfucker so. falls out and they put that shit right on you. Like, well, you fucked it up, so you're responsible. Does it not fit? Is that what the problem is? Or It's, I just, whatever. I've been back and forth. I've been so Northern Virginia'd out. I, I, last week I went there and I, in one day I did Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, and Costco. Uh, Damn. It was a lot. I felt <laughs> like I needed to like be put in some pleated shorts uh, just for doing that much. It was a lot of Northern Virginia, but I've been, this is, this is an air conditioner I didn't buy because the ones we got were too loud and it was from a neighbor who was going to get rid of it. And I just can't get the brackets in on the side so i gotta go get foam insulation and it's yeah. just too much in and out. And when i lived in I'm new york we had that issue we had we bought an air me and my roommate bought an air conditioner um the brackets weren't we had very wide windows for some reason mm -hmm. the main room that we were putting it in the bracket was not wide enough and it seems like n none of them had a bracket wide enough so we had to go to home depot we we measured out the space that was left because they'll cut wood for you we said we need a, two pieces of wood that are like this wide each and we stuck them in the gaps and I think put some insulation around it. And it was a whole thing. It was like an arts and crafts project at some point. Like right. I'm just making sure my wife can't hear you do this because I don't want to go back to Home Depot. <laughs> well, you're going back. You're going back. <laughs> you're definitely and it's, going back. And it's low and it's lows now. It's no longer Home Depot. It's, it's right, right, right. Oh, I was at Ace, actually. That's where I went was Ace. Oh, Lowe's. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So we're not doing Home Depot no more? No, I man. Home no, Depot. I Home no Depot. they they the CEO got Home Depot canceled. No, that was a former, that was like a founder, but he's not with, he hasn't been with the company for a long time. You know, he gave a lot of money to Trump, but yeah. Lowe's, is giving, Lowe's is giving money like directly to Black Lives Matter and shit like that. Lowe's also got like the black, the black CEO now. So the Home Depot guy is not really with Home Depot anymore. This has happened a couple of times. There was a Wendy's guy. There was like a Wendy's franchisee who just owned a few Wendy's and he gave a bunch of money to Trump. And this, the trending topic on Twitter was like, Wendy's owner and Wendy was like nah that wasn't us man that yeah I, I had a discussion with somebody about that I'm like it's hard with with food places because they're all franchised <laughs> do yep. you know what I mean yeah so, some of them are corporate owned but yeah like yeah. when I worked at Pizza Hut it was a corporate store but most of them were franchises so we're not doing Home Depot. I, bought a, I just bought a I'm metal doing Lowe's, man. Look at look at the tech, look at the chat room. They're blowing it up. They, Lowe's got two CEOs, you know, in black. I'm I'm doing Lowe's, man. I'm, right. I'm out of I'm out of the Home Depot. Lowe's game. blows. Uh, I'm out of the Home Depot game. We had that problem with the with the AC unit ourselves in New York. Um, we had these sliding windows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the AC unit fit into the window perfectly. Right. Yeah. It was in there. I didn't have to put anything on it. It just wedged in. What I didn't realize until the winter was that that sliding window left a gap about that big huh. where cold air could just blow in. And yeah. I couldn't figure I was like, man, this room is chill. Why is this room so goddamn chilly? The heat's on? What the fuck is And I looked, I was like, oh shit. I don't know what to do. I just like stuffed a, <laughs> I just stuffed like a blanket down in that bitch. I didn't know yeah, what to do. Yeah, you just got to live with it. 
Yeah, Unless you want to literally uninstall it every winter. Yeah. So you, you, can put a, you can put an AC out. You just left it nah. in the room. No, as much work as it takes to put it in, you don't want to take it out. Like, it's a Right. Nightmare. It's work, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had one um, when I was Where am I going to put it once I take it out? In the corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> clearly have never lived in New York, have you? You've never lived in New York. All your corners are taken already. <laughs> corners are taken. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it outside, see if no one steals it. You know, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be gone. <laughs> Them corners are all taken. Everything, every corner is taken in in the city. Probably like like Pete. I'm sure all your corners are taken inside of DC. You know, is no, uh, like living on Virginia. <laughs> no, it's it's it, we we have some we have some spare corners going on in here, but uh, uh, yeah, in New York, no, I mean that's the, like the corner. That's where the bed is, and the other corner is where the kitchen is. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And we had a fairly nice place. We our place Andy's place was was bigger than ours, but Andy actually had the good like a family could live in his spot. My place was laid out like a Northern Virginia apartment. Your place was laid out like a New York apartment, where it's like there's a big room here, there's a thin little hall thing, and then there's a big like it it doesn't quite make sense, but all New York apartments they always convert like one big place to like four smaller ones, so they have like weird proportions. Mine was felt like it was designed to be an apartment in northern virginia it had carpet no one has carpet in new york it had uh it felt like my apartment that i had before i moved to new york actually but it was kind of rare you don't see that very often yeah mine was it mine was like a, say again baby you didn't have that bed in the wall oh, no the, yeah. no that that's the uh it has a name doesn't it murphy jersey? Bed? murphy no. bed murphy yeah, jersey no we had our apartment building had been a had been a three floor single unit and it was converted and we were on the second floor so the second floor was like a, a it was like a kind of like an h <laughs> you know it was like a narrow kind of living room area very narrow but our kitchen was big and the bathroom was right off the kitchen and there was this weird window to nowhere in the kitchen you open up this this window and it 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 opened up onto like uh, like a like a like a like a mine shaft or some shit like a square thing where you could look up at the ceiling and down onto nothing yeah. <laughs> you know it was just the window would just open up onto nothing and then it was like a small room it was a small bedroom that we kept our computer in but that one had a full-size closet we didn't have a full-size closet in the main bedroom i'm never moving to new york i'm never moving. you just gotta look <laughs> Just gotta look. Y'all are not selling New York to me. I'm never. Yeah, New York is about it's about what's outside your apartment, not what's inside your apartment. That's that's how you have to look at it. It's the the whole city is out there. So (laughs) the apartment is where you sleep. It's where you relax a little bit. But it's not about having this. I mean, if you have the money, great. But for most average people, it's about having just a nice place to put your stuff and sleep. And then New York City is right outside your door. It's also crazy that every time I go to New York, I was last time I was up there was uh, um, couple couple months ago, and I did a show with uh, Sarah Armour, and I was on one for Courtney Fearington. But walking in New York is you don't even think about it. But in D.C., like I walked from um, the Lower East Side where I had done a show, and then I walked over to Williamsburg. Or I would walk from Hell's Kitchen to Greenwich Village. And that, those are long walks. You don't even feel deep, tired. <laughs> don't even feel tired. I don't know if it's the grid system or there's just so much to look at it or because it's so big on top of you. I don't know what it is. But like in D.C., it's like I'll grab an Uber to go 
to draft house from yeah, Adams. Fifty Morgan. feet, yeah, go fifty feet. <laughs> I would just get a Uber yeah. for this shit. I where where are the scooters? <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, New, walking in New York is I don't I don't know why it just comes naturally versus DC, but for me anyway. Yeah, and and I I did notice when I moved to New York when I would come back to visit because I would come back pretty regularly, and. Everyone like it would be walking me and like a couple of comics. We walk in, you know, just, even just from the parking lot to the club or whatever, and and they'd be like, "Are you you cold or something?" I'm like, "No, why? You're walking so fast." Why? I was like, oh, <laughs> I just this is New York pace. It's a different yeah. pace. You just you get out the time it takes to stop, wait for a cab, hail it, uh, get one who actually stops for you, and all that. You could just start walking, and you'll be there in about the same amount of time. Right. Even going in, into the street, when you walk in, it's a, it's almost like double dutch. Like you just got to like time it and you have to be at speed when you yeah. walk on. Yeah, a friend Nafisa, of mine, uh, Chris Nafisa, Gaynor. Do you remember yeah. Chris Gaynor? He, yeah, yeah. he was a bike messenger in New York. And he said like uh, a lot of times the bike messenger. Fat is, ass you know, Chris Gaynor? Yeah, he was a bike messenger on <laughs> a couple different occasions. He was before we knew him, he lived in New York. Wow. He wasn't that fat. He wasn't fat. I mean, he wasn't that heavy, but he had a gut. A little bit. Um, he would he would say, you know, he'd tell me, like, he's coming down toward the intersection, and this bike messengers see people walking, and they need you to keep walking because they're, they're anticipating the space opening up by the time they get to it. And people will see bikes, and they'll stop and think the bike's going to go around. But he actually was like, no, we're waiting we're expecting you to keep going. You to pretend right. the bikes aren't there right. and let them figure it out. Cause a lot of times when people like get hit by bikes, which happens is cause they stop and they're like, Oh, what, oh sorry. And then the bike has nowhere to go. You know, it's a whole yeah, thing. I say that about, I say that about Chris cause every bike messenger I've seen ever is always like a wiry dude, real wiry with like yeah. a jacket on <laughs> real, real lean yeah. Always like they, they can't stand still, even when they're like just standing or waiting to get into just you know, kind of twitching around. I'm like, did you take something, dog? Yeah. Why are you? <laughs> they did. Why are you highly, so complicated. Up? highly complicated. Yeah. Like, why are you walk. So up? Uh, Dominique in the chat said she wants my shelves. So the link is in the chat, everybody. Go get my shelves. <laughs> uh, it looks like they're out of stock actually on Wayfair. I just got them like Wayfair, two weeks ago. That's what I, mean. I think Nafisa said that. Um, she found everybody in Texas was too much like um, people in uh, New York. Was that what she said? Let me roll back a little bit. You're off mic. I love New York City when I lived there, but New Yorkers remind me of Texans, so I was a little turned off. Well, I've I've been both, <laughs> and uh, I don't agree with that. I find New Yorkers to be uh, much more really polite than Texans. I think because there's New Yorkers uh, get a bad rap of of being. Um, impolite it's not they're impolite they're just going there's no like they'll stop and they'll like if uh new yorkers will do things like if you're stuck on a subway you don't know they'll tell you how to get someplace they'll help you out with it if you fall in the street someone will stop and help you get up there's a realness to new yorkers that i like not to say they can't be full of shit like anybody else but they're just a they're just abrupt (laughs) like we gotta go jack we gotta go let's go let's go i think there's uh, another thing too is um I noticed this because just no, living in Virginia, growing up in Virginia, you walk past someone on the street, you give them a little head nod, you know, just a little high or whatever, just out of habit. And in New York, no one did that. And I started to realize a lot of them don't speak English very well. And so they don't want to say hi. Like I started to notice they'd be speaking a different language as they walked by. So it wasn't rudeness, which is a lot of people interpret it as. 
Um, one thing New Yorkers and Texans have, I think, very much in common is a lot, too much maybe, a lot of pride in where they're from. Nafisa just said that. Nafisa just said that in the chat. You're yeah, right. There's a lot right of that, like, that like uh, just overwhelming pride that yeah. – <laughs> That they'll, you can't even say anything bad about where they're from, or else yeah. they'll just be like, "What the fuck? You, th- you think you're better than me?" Both, you know. Both of those, though, are dwarfed by Australians. They have pride. Who are bananas with it? <laughs> I noticed <laughs> that. I learned that doing comedy shows. They they have. I've never heard Australian pride. They have like a. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> they sing with it. They get all antsy, all amped up. And, oh, they got Aussie, songs. Aussie, Aussie. Right. Oi, oi! I'm like, motherfuckers, <laughs> calm down, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some fosters, mate. I'm like, all right, okay, <laughs> Captain Jack, calm it down. <laughs> Captain Jack, what were you gonna say, Pete? No, I was just saying, and I think uh, uh, you said it too. Is like New Yorkers talk like they walk, like they're just abrupt, like they don't. And and you said, uh, Andy, in Virginia, like when you pass somebody, you give a head nod. Like I think that the longer nonverbal greeting happens, the more rural you get. Because I'll go down to visit my mom, who lives in Louisa County, Virginia, yeah. and like. If you're driving, anybody walking on the street, like they wave, like they'll like yeah. have more time, so they give more time. And New York is like, man, we got shit to do. Uh, like, <laughs> I'll help you, but like, try to keep up. Try to keep right. up. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Quicker about everything. They, they're not worried about your feelings. And also, they're never going to see you again. So, in a right. small town, you're going <laughs> to interact again. New York, you have the the. It's almost like a, a troll on the internet. You can just hop in do your thing and hop back out. So you can kind of be a little bit abrupt. You can be gruff with people. You can be an asshole if you want. I've seen that a bunch of times in New York where some guys like, yeah, right here, fuck you. And then they get off the train and the doors close and the person they were talking shit to can't do anything about it. They're just, there goes a train. Y'all seen that video where the, where the guy spit on the dude. You see that video? The dude, little guy, he spit on this brother on the train. Mm-hmm. And that brother wedged his arm into the train door. I <laughs> came back and spit on him again, and brother. I mean, he forced them train doors open, and he came out there and beat the shit out that dude. <laughs> you gotta time it right. You gotta <laughs> to the, time to it. the point that the crowd was like, "Come on, man, stop! That's enough! That's enough!" And he was like, "Nah, he spit on him. Go on, man. He beat. I mean, he beat the one of those ones where you get him down and you're talking to him. I bet you ain't gonna spit on nobody <laughs> again. He beat the. Oh, <laughs> we call that a, we call that a goodwill hunting beating. I need, yeah. <laughs> I need to link me. I need that link. I need that link. He beat the shot. I said to find that sentence to you. Ooh, that one was, like I said, on World Star, there's only a couple of fights I really like. The one that I love to watch, no matter what, and I'll watch it anytime it pops up, is the old black man who slaps fire out of the young white boy who calls him nigger. That's the funniest shit <laughs> <laughs> every time it's funny to me every time every time it pops up maybe once every three months on world star <laughs> you know i some saw young, one some young white boy would be talking to some old, older brother in his like 65 70 and he's just standing there he's dressed oh. nicely like, come on my nigga and then that old black man will backhand the sh- he'll, he'll <laughs> knock him right back into childhood it's hilarious that's the best one to me papaya <laughs> Followed by a sentence. It's always like, you should have known better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's Oh, those are the best. I'll watch that shit all day. Just people just fighting. I don't give a shit about, but that, Ooh, Ooh. I saw one. Um, actually I saw one yesterday. Uh, it was like a little white kid who spit on this black boy, just spit on him and dude grabbed him by the neck and put him in like a front face chokehold <laughs> and dude fell asleep. 
in, in the <laughs> oh, he didn't fall asleep. <laughs> he got choked out. That's that's a difference. <laughs> he held him in, and everybody's like, "All right, man, he didn't went to sleep. He went to sleep." <laughs> and he let him go. He's like, "You spit on me again!" And like threw him. And when he threw him, he kind of like hit his head. It was funny. It was like the best thirty seconds of my life. <laughs> Doesn't get any better. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> it was him out. Y'all keep going for a second. I'm right back. Then I saw. I like one. that's a lopsided mismatch. That the uh, whoever's winning doesn't have, they, they can just use open hand slaps because it's so much worse. <laughs> it hurts more in the moment. It's loud. It makes people go damn. It hurts uh, more men- emotionally too. The open hand slap. Yeah. It stays with you a lot longer. On your face, a <laughs> handprint is worse than a bruise, and it stings. <laughs> it's the stinging effect. It's the yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, so you just gonna slap? <laughs> Probably the worst psychological is the backhand slap. You don't want that because you're like, wait, I didn't know you were a pimp. You know, you know, the backhand slap, the backhand slap you can see it coming because you got to cop back like this. There's a, yeah. there's a, yeah. there's a downward and an upward motion. Like, <laughs> or you feel stupid because the, the guy, the guy, he baited you with one of these like, hmm. <laughs> right. And you didn't realize that this was going to lead into a backhand. Yeah. <laughs> it's because that backhand is because it's starting from the hip. It's from the hip to the shoulder. And the knees a little bit. <laughs> Turn, turn. You don't teach that in self-defense classes. The backhand slap. You got to learn that on your own. Like the front, hand, like the front hand slap. You don't see coming because it's just fast. It's just all up here. It's upper body. But the backhand is from the hip. Yeah. To the shoulder. To the shoulder. So yeah. Like people do that with kettlebells. That's why they're they're getting ready for that. They're getting ready for that move. You got it. You can't be taught that. And you got to have like an uncle whose car is too nice. He probably knows how to do it. You know. <laughs> Start start when, low. Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> when is Ike Turner coming on to give a tutorial? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a special. It's a special kind of slap. You know how bad you got to be to backhand somebody. <laughs> and gotta, then, but then you got to walk away cool after that. You can't just stand there and admire your work. That's the other part of it. You have to hope someone filmed it later. You can't. I mean, you can, I guess you can stand over the person, but it's cooler if you just walk away. That's if they fall, because some people take a backhand and like they face turn. You talking know? about backhands? Yeah, but yeah, backhand slaps. Like the backhand, some people might just stand there, you know, like yeah. oh, you're just gonna backhand me, and that's when the fight breaks. We're talking about just slaps in general are next level disrespect <laughs> versus a punch. The backhand is the, well. Then I would have to say that the backhand is the is the one the most disrespectful. The backhand <laughs> is right up there with getting smacked in the face with a glove. <laughs> you know, <laughs> without a hand in it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> an empty glove. Pete, that was if somebody smacks you in the face with a glove, it was time to duel. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, somebody you had to you now you have to fight to the death. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That to me is how a backhand is. I and Mike, you talking about the the length of the backhand? I call it from the basement to the seal, from the basement <laughs> to the attic, or from yeah. the basement to the ceiling. You just go up and across. <laughs> and you rock that head up <laughs> and to an angle. That's that's how you do that. <laughs> Take it from the basement to the ceiling. <laughs> also in the uh, underrated uh, disrespectful act category is the mush. Oh. Uh, oh. There's, there's no pain physically. There's emotional pain. There's no physical pain oh. in getting mushed. But someone well, just levels. pushing yeah. your face. Put That's your it. whole hand That's on somebody's face. Palming your nasty hand that grabbed something on the metro and you're right. just going to put it on somebody's just. face. 
push it down. That Chappelle, that Chappelle one is the best where he just put his hand when he's walking through the crowd and he just put <laughs> that's the best one I've ever seen. That Chappelle one just Yeah. That's like when a that's like when a, a street ball guy bounces the ball off someone's head. Right. It's well, like the it's it's kind of like that kind of move. There's nothing you can do about that. There's like a street ball dude bounce the ball off your head. There's nothing you can do about that. You just sitting there like, yo, you right. just, like you can't. There's no more defense after that. <laughs> well, that's the that's the that's, that's the problem. Like, the backhand, the mush, the ball off your head. There's nothing you can really do back. <laughs> You know, because you know in your soul that this has happened to you now. This is not a. That's what I'm saying. It's like the glove in the face. You gotta, you gotta do. We gotta duel now. Somebody's gotta. And if it happens, that means they got there first. They had the surprise. Like you can't get smacked and then try to go for a face palm. That oh, shit has. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. Ty- Tyrone in the chat said the one finger forehead push. Oh, uh, oh. here's the thing about that is that mm. that's strictly a. A, a woman to and let's be real this is a black woman <laughs> going towards a man thing that that this right here this that right, that, right there, that one right there that that one that but what's the what's the right amount of what's the right amount of these anything to make your head do like this <laughs> to change angle anything that makes your head change angle yeah that's a it's not a lot you can do as a man like if a woman gets to the point where she's doing that you fucked up <laughs> you you did something because really she's wrong. also <laughs> in your face yelling yeah yeah you know that she has to be close yeah. enough that you can you have her yelling at you but also pushing you so a, a, man, a man won't do that to another man <laughs> a lot of no. times when, when you get in this motion the man is like this with his hands up like look yeah all right, all right now all right come on <laughs> chill now all right you're going too far hey all right now look, look can we just talk about this hey all right now look stop that hey <laughs> All right now. <laughs> all right now is your only move. Once you run out of all right now, you got nothing else left. Because you, 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 you pushed you to a corner. Now you're in Pete the corner. And Pete and Andy, the white girls have something similar to that. I, I no. try not to fight white girls. Um, <laughs> I think it's white girls, black girls for you. You like twist, twist the cuffs with black women. <laughs> but the thing is, they can push you with their tears. Like that's what they do. Oh, they start. Is that, is that their weapon? Screeching and crying, and other white men just kind of gather. Like, well, Ow, is everything all right? That's, that's everything. Is everything okay? That's now, arguing by committee. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, but that's you know? how they get out of the problem. You know, no, like maybe like an Arlington, like a 28 year old Arlington white girl, like they might, you know, do that thing where like they take their heels off and try to get mad. If they do that, what you need to do, if someone takes their shoes off, just kind of circle around, take one of them and throw them on the roof. There you go. <laughs> listen, there you go. Listen. Here's the thing about shoes. If you see a black woman taking her shoes off. Ugh. Uh, listen. It's, it's good. That, there's a fight. The, the fight is happening. That's what that means. <laughs> listen, I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was freshman freshman year in high school. We just got off the bus. My friend who passed away, uh, Lisa Story, RP to the big homie, and uh, Vicky Pratt. I never forget this. And uh, took on the Druid sisters, Pamela and Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> they were sisters, though. That's not fair. It, it they, got a whole, they, they think together. Yeah. yeah. The original fight was supposed to be Lisa and Pam. But and the other sister joined in, and Vicky said, it's not going to be a bank. The bank means it's going to be two on one. So it became okay. a tag team. Okay. Uh, Lisa had got off the bus. She had on a black skirt, and she had on some shoes and, like, some stockings, whatever. She How long ago was this? You this got a lot like, of details. Oh, yeah. I remember it because this is what the greatest ass of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 25 years ago. 
Yeah, so so everybody at this point, the book we got off the bus. Miss Miss Lee, our bus driver, um, pulled off. So now there's no one responsible enough to break up this fight. We're at the recreation center. Lisa gets off the bus. Pam gets off the bus. They start throwing the um, book bags down, and they get the pointing at each other. At this okay. point, Pam runs up on Lisa. Lisa pushes her off, but then she starts taking off her shoes. And I said, Lisa, don't take off your shoes because you're going to lose traction. We're on the ground. <laughs> He's trying to coach from the sidelines. <laughs> Lisa took off her shoes, went for a punch, slipped, oh, no. fell on her ass, <laughs> skirt flies up, Skirt flies up, and now you got she's getting pummeled. Now she's getting pummeled, and all I remember was she had on like white drawers, but she just took one of the greatest ass whoopers of all time. And I'm like, and she didn't take off her shoes, you, you wouldn't have failed. You didn't have, she to have pants. Yeah. What kind of shoes did she have? Would she have like heels on or something? Like, what did she have? No, on? She just had on some regular sneakers, but just, oh. why'd she take her sneakers off? I don't know. It was like, oh, because I guess because uh, Pam took off her stuff, and she was like, well, I'm gonna follow Pam. And I'm like, you don't want to follow Pam. You should just do your own. <laughs> just keep your shoes on. There's no rules in this. She yeah, uh, you don't have to keep your shoes on. You need traction. You got to be mobile. You got to be now, mobile. Did anyone throw her shoe on a roof? That would have been nice. <laughs> nah. I, <laughs> but I, I've seen that happen as well. I've seen okay. somebody throw a shoe up, in the, up on the roof of the recreation center. And I know it would be hurt. fucked up as if... Uh, if the bus starts driving away, someone throws her shoe through a window on the bus and it just goes away. <laughs> I watch a lot of uh, uh, prison prison shows, jailbirds, and this and the other. And every time there's about to be a riot or a fight, they go lace up. Like, they put yeah. on their sneakers. Yeah, my like man. <laughs> what's our boy, the comic, who talks about that? Mexicans got on boots. That's a, that's a bit he does when he was in jail. What is his name? I can't think of his name. He was in jail, and he talks about he talked about that that when uh when Mexicans had on boots, there was gonna be a there was gonna be a fight. <laughs> That's when it was gonna go down. So if you saw Mexicans, all the Mexicans had boots on, it was about to happen. He just said felonious monk. Is that who you talking about? No, it's not felonious. It's um, it's this cat out of Houston. Is he's this- he's good too. He he did Guru. it on uh. He did it on, uh, I can't believe this is not happening. I can't believe this is happening on, uh, he told that story about being in prison. Mexicans got on boots. What was it? Was it Sadiq? Sadiq. Yeah. Yeah. a little short dude because he used to tour with Bill Bellaby. Right. Right. Yeah. Ali Sadiq or Sadiqi or Sadiq? Sadiq. Yeah. It's a good joke. Yeah. It's a good, it's a long, he tells stories, long stories. It's a really good story. Speaking of that, Pete, how was your comedy show that you did? Last night? I saw you did one outside, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was good. It was funny. I was going to ask, I was, I was telling, uh, um, I was talk. I was writing this joke about um, how I know I'm not hard, even though, like, you can't tell sitting here, but like, I'm a big guy. You're a big guy, yeah. Look like a cop. I'm down to 240, though. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. But um, I was like, I said, I know I'm not hard because I don't think of like cool sh- shit to say. And like, I was bartending years ago. Uh, um, I think I told you on the um, barbershop about that kid that popped off down at the rally. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about that kid. Tell, to, tell the story. Tell the story. It was the first punch that I've thrown in 25 years. Because this kid, I was at the protest at the White House, and this kid was throwing bottles uh, at the police. And everyone was yelling at him to stop. And he didn't stop. So I went over there. And I did, I did size him up. And he was about 5'6", 140, okay. 20 years old. So the risk was very low. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I just reached. I grabbed him by his shirt up here and I said, knock that shit off. And I was about to tell him why. And 
with no fear of consequence, he just like shoves me right in my chest. But he's not strong enough. He yeah, where are you? I'm about to say, where are you going? <laughs> he shut. What he, what, what he does is he pushes himself away from me and creates a bungee effect. And then he just went down with one. And then his girlfriend was crying, and then I stepped over him like I'm oh, not and got some high fives and then rolled out. But the time before, yeah, definitely a white boy. Uh, 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 it was in the chat. So uh, the story I was telling last night, I told that story briefly, and then I was like, but I'm not hard. Like, I'm not tough. And I was telling a story about this guy who ran out, legit ran out on a tab when I was tending bar. And I, I worked with this rough dude who's like been inside, uh, um, Jersey guy. And we caught up with him and he, he was a little scared and he acted like he had a weapon. And then we wound up taking him down. And it looked like we were mugging him if anybody walked by. We were like going <laughs> uh, two guys in aprons or just an apron gang in French. <laughs> uh, but I go, man, he doesn't have any, I go, he doesn't even have a wallet, which I thought is the end of the story. And then with no hesitation, my friend goes, well, take his shoes and throw them in the sewer. And I was like, damn, like, that, that would never even come to me. Like, you got to be like hard for real or just like have experience throwing people shit in the sewer. Um, yeah, yeah, that's very, that's very specific. That is <laughs> not just take his done, shoes. He's done that before. Not just take his <laughs> shoes and throw them. Yeah. Take them yeah. and throw them. In the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's right up there with Harlem Knights. I want you to take your good hand. I want you to go to his house and I want you to cut his throat from here to here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a very specific yeah. thing to do. <laughs> take the shoes and throw them in the sewer. Throw yeah. them in there the was, sewer. There was no hesitation. Like Mike said, he's done it before. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. like never want it. We'll take his shoes and throw them in the sewer. God, like, <laughs> almost like he wanted to. Like that's what he was thinking when he ran out. Yeah, I'm I was like, throw some shoes in the sewer. Yeah, now, there's what, like a raccoon with really nice shoes. What what does <laughs> what now? What does that do once you throw them in the sewer? How, how does that accomplish the fact? That You're you not getting them back if you throw them in a <laughs> right. trash can. You can get them back. You throw them on a roof. You can get them back. You throw some shoes in the sewer. Them shits are gone. Gone. You want to go fight it? You want to do that? <laughs> you fuck them. They're just they gone. Now. Some shoes. <laughs> You're Wasn't that the, walking home barefoot? That Patrice O'Neill bit about knocking someone out on the football field. You yeah, take, take his socks. socks. <laughs> 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 Not just take his shoes, take his sock. Very specific. Take his socks. Take his sock. Which is funnier than taking somebody's shoes. Yeah. I mean, you're leaving them barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> or you put the shoe back on, and now they just got a barefoot and a shoe. That's sure. fucked up. <laughs> Take oh. their socks and then tie their socks from their from their oh, face mask. Soles. You don't want soggy soles on the bottom. That's how you get athletes' foot too. If you don't wear yeah. the shoes and then yeah. oh, that's terrible. On a rainy day, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, acting, you know. Oh, he said nobody's fighting Pennywise for their shoes. No, nope. <laughs> them shoes are just gone. Pennywise is gonna have a good pair, couple pairs of shoes now. Pennywise always got new Jordans on. Always appreciate. If, if Peace Boy's around, yes. <laughs> But the, the, oh, why does that solve the tab? The, it, I thought this all happened because of the tab. What about the tab? <laughs> it did. Well, the, you know, the, the, the law is, uh, um, I think it was back then that they can't make you pay for walkouts if you did your due diligence. Like Sometimes you'll like, get a credit card uh, and then the credit card will be declined or you'll find out something else about it. But um, we wound up walking him back. and Shoeless. Uh, no, no, he, we, we, he had his shoes. Like, I was like, come on, man. Like, uh, walk back, um, your boy was mad the whole way. I told you those goddamn shoes. In the- <laughs> he was mad, but when we were walking him back, we saw uh, uh, just a cop, and we were going to, like, 
uh, like, hey, this dude, I think there's something, some antiquated law like defrauding an innkeeper or something like that. Um, and he tried to flail away and he got away from me and my friend uh, grabbed him and then um, he went down. So How fast is this uh, friend? I'm sorry? How fast is this friend? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in this friend. I need, I'm going down this rabbit hole of questions. Fast. I mean, he played college football. Yeah, he played college football. Fast dude. Uh, okay. uh, but just like, just a, just a, a hard dude. Like, someone, yeah. like, you ever see the movie Mystic River and you can look at somebody like, he's got that, them prison shoulders, like real tense up in right. here. Like, <laughs> like, that's what he's got. Uh, uh, a lot of pull-ups. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. of pull-ups so, and push-ups. I feel, uh, we like you missed an op- I feel like you missed an opportunity to get off a good mush on that, <laughs> on that little dude. I feel like you missed an opportunity. You went right to the punch, but I feel like you missed an opportunity to just get a real good mush in and just a stiff arm onto the back mush. We could have, like, strapped him down and just teabagged and tainted him if we really wanted to take his manhood. You could have done no, that I'm thing where you I'm not talking about, you're talking about at the rally. That's you hold him oh, at a distance. Oh. And he's throwing punches and he can't reach you and you're just holding him? That, that yeah, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking at the rally. I feel like you missed an opportunity to get a good mushing in. My, my, my friend was like, his girlfriend was probably like, why didn't you defend my honor? And I'm like, he, she's probably like, what were you thinking? Like, that is a grown, grown-ass man. He goes, you should have just like finished the job and just made out with her right in front of him. <laughs> just pick her up and put her, her over your, her put over your shoulder. She's coming with me. <laughs> Grab her hair. Just, <laughs> just walk out. <laughs> I'm gonna take all your manhood, <laughs> caveman style. Just put it over your shoulder. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Andy, why don't we end this one and then quickly just jump into the next one? So all right, you want to leave the chat going then? Yeah, we'll leave them in. It's fine. all right. So it's let's fine. do a little wrap up. I'll throw some music on afterwards. Okay, so listen, we want to thank uh, if you guys uh, got a chance to hear. Liz and Carmen, we want to thank Mike and Pete for jumping in with us. Um, this is for uh, the Monday podcast. Be sure to check out, pick up Carmen's album, and then be sure to pick up Carmen and Liz Mealy. Be sure to pick up their stuff. Check out their stuff everywhere. Uh, and get at them. They're great people, as you already know, and they're uh, both extremely funny, and we all need to be supporting each other in this time. Anybody yeah. else got anything? Um, I have nothing. Uh, yeah, all right, we good. I got it. All right, so we're going to close this one. Uh, uh, Mike, you're going to go first, and then Pete, you're going to go after me. Here we go. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Mike B. And I'm Pete Bergen. Hey, and we are three guys on plus two, plus two ladies. So we've been, we've been what, six today? We've been six today been six. on this one. And we are out. We're